I can always find great content from Jesus Smart whenever I dial in, bring in a perspective that is challenging to believers and challenging to non-believers. Hey there, friend. This is Brian Del Turco. Welcome to the podcast. Men are designed to penetrate things. This is what Bruce Colbert says. His language, his thought. Men are designed to sow and protect seed, multiply things, and exercise dominion under God's sovereignty. Woman is designed for that as well in her own unique way. Welcome to part two of my conversation with uh, Bruce Colbert. We met in a coffee shop, and this is episode 272 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. You can see the show notes page for links and resources, taking things further, learning more about Bruce and his work at jesussmart.com slash 272. I believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He's a king who knows how our lives work best, and he's passionate about developing us as his followers, as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. Bruce Colbert is all about men reclaiming their power, acquiring wisdom, and generating good. He's the purveyor of the Sage for Kings letters that you can receive in your inbox for free weekly. Yes, old school email. And if you know anything about email and newsletters, email is king. Encourage you to get this newsletter in your inbox. Here's one of the recent weekly topics. Penetrate, plant, and produce, and protect. Three steps to reclaiming your power, wisdom, and goodness as a man. Now listen, friend, my fellow men, if you want a stack of real pancakes, I'm talking about pancakes made out of whole grain and maybe infused with protein like Kodiak. Do you know the Kodiak brand of pancakes with a bear on the box? And I'm talking about real butter, not that plastic margarine made out of soy or whatever else. You don't want to be a soy boy, right? Real maple syrup, not high fructose corn corn syrup and all that cheap, cheap crap. And you want it on a real plate, not styrofoam, go to brucecolbert.com and sign up for the Sage for Kings newsletter. You'll be glad you did, and every good thing will come into your life if you sign up. <laughs> Thank you for this review on Apple Podcasts. Everything this podcast produces is kingdom-minded. It's so good to have that focus as a reminder throughout the week. I appreciate that. And wherever you listen to podcasts, I encourage you, would you uh, subscribe? Maybe hit the notification option if, if that's available on your app. And you can also review the podcast there. Here's what C.S. Lewis said in his powerful little book, The Abolition of Man. We make men without chests and expect from them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. Bruce Colbert is saying that there is an attack on the image of God today on both man and woman. I mean, let's just realize what's at stake. God has placed his image in the earth, representing his authority, his sovereignty. We are to exercise dominion under the sovereignty of God. And so is it any wonder that the enemy would attack maleness, femaleness, marriage, and undermine our capacity, undercut our ability to exercise dominion on behalf of the one true God? If we go upstream... That's what it's really all about. 
Well, Bruce has a message to both encourage and motivate men. This is part two of our important conversation. You can listen to part one, uh, just the preceding episode, episode 271. But go ahead and listen to this one now if you haven't heard the first part yet and go back and catch part one. Let's get right after it with Bruce Colbert. There, there is a place for you to be a man, to be the kind of guy who penetrates the world, who's producing fruit for the kingdom. Um, and you don't have to go along with a passive model and you don't have to do it alone. I mean, you know, four years ago, I was in a place where I was like, I don't, you know, I, I think you've, we've heard the term the friendless American male, right? Um, there are a lot of, I was in a place where I really didn't have a lot of, I had a couple guy friends from college. We would talk uh, occasionally and um, I just started saying, God, I need somebody in my life. I need another man in my life. I need a friend. Uh, so I just said, give me one God. And that's, of course, how I came to, you know, you and what your listeners yeah, may a common know. friend, a common friend to us yeah. invited you. Yeah. And we're part of a, uh, uh, a little nucleus of men who meet biweekly on a Friday morning right here in this coffee right shop. Right in this coffee shop. So that was. And, it, and it's high potent. It is. And we're talking about and praying about important things. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've had times of prayer together as men. Yeah, we've we've talked about the state of our country. We talked about the state of our churches, um, and we've enjoyed the fellowship, right? And mm-hmm. so, another, I had somebody ask me about that gathering one time, and they said, "Well, what would you do in that gathering?" And this might be an interesting contrast. I hope this isn't too much of a divergent, but you know, what would we do? Five of us are sitting out of the table, and somebody said, "What would you do if one of the guys was out of line?" And I was like, I don't, I don't know. That's never happened, bro. <laughs> it's I don't never think it happened. has. I think there's, you have to have a spaciousness. You know, you know, the psalmist says, the Lord has brought me into a broad space. Yeah. There has to be a spaciousness relationally where, I mean, we can call each other out if there's something erroneous yeah. or something ridiculous, you know, but it's not a, um, you know, it's not an ugly thing or a, or an institutional thing or, or something. It's not a, it's not a, a astroturf thing it's all grassroots and organic in nature and and we don't have like we don't have a leader right we don't have a pastor per se that's like there is no leader and this is what jesus said he said don't let anybody call you a leader don't let anybody call you a father i think he said don't let anybody call you a teacher one is your father one is your leader one is your you know and so you know paul would say little I, I guess we could run and start running down one of our favorite deer trails here, you know, and just rampage on it. But Paul says in First Corinthians fourteen twenty six, when you assemble now, now this is to a yes. a vibrant, alive Christian yes. community. He's talking. Yeah, this I is know, a, right? a, the, yeah. this is a community that hey, they had their problems with carnality, but they were also open to the Holy Spirit. Yep. And he says, when you come together, each of you is to have a teaching, a revelation, a song yeah. that you contribute. And so it's like face-to-face, open, participatory, right? Yes. Dynamic. And the only head, as as one guy that I follow um, often says, the only head is Christ himself. Absolutely. And I think, so the conclusion I've come to is if we're not going to go it alone, and obviously the church needs reform, but that's going to take a ton of time, right? We, We can't wait for these large institutional churches to get their act together. I mean, the world needs us now. I'm not going to tell the guy. We're not going to shut down. So I think this 
for now is the solution. We need we need groups of men who are meeting together as kind of a third option. I, I Brian, I know you've used the word micro ecclesia or micro church almost. Yeah, it's not my term, but yeah, that's the concept. Is is another layer of affiliation yeah. that it's not abandoning the local church. Right, we can't do that. No, and it's. It's being there with the grace that's there for that on our life. It's it's another layer of association. It's that that's on that kind of overlays that. Yeah. Or supplementary to. Supplementary to it. So we. So you may find yourself part of one or two of these things. Yeah. So like for me personally, I have really experienced this in three ways. So if we want to talk to, you know, maybe this is resonating with somebody. Okay. Sure. As they're listening, we have our group five guys, you know, six guys that meet. Um, so that's an option. Um, I'm also part of an online men's community. I've actually been a part of, I've, I think I've worked my way through three of them. Uh, one, the first one was unhealthy. Uh, the second one was not really, was, was good for a time. The third one is probably that I'm in right now. Um, it's now not, are these, are these quote unquote Christian they're or not actually? So this is, so, you know, we would definitely call our local group a Christian group, you know, one of the founders of the community I'm in now is a Christian. And so we, we, you know, we have the opportunity at least to dialogue there. So Mm -hmm. I think for the guy who's like, okay, I want this, you got to find a local group. I think there's got to be local men who can see your life. You can supplement that with an online. And thirdly, I think, you know, a coach, somebody who's in men's work. Um, uh, So create this sort of new wine architecture around your life. Yes. That is catalytic for you. Yes. Supports you and accelerates you. And give yourself permission to do that and realize that the Lord is probably smiling on it for you. thousand percent. So, uh, you know, one of the great things, one of the great lies, as men, we were made to be sacrificers, right? We were made to, to literally give of ourselves to plant a seed. Like we're, we are called to die on the hill for others, right? I mean, and that's what Jesus modeled for us. There's no question about that. Um, But what we haven't realized is in order to facilitate that happening over and over again, as men, we need to take care of ourselves. So just an illustration out of my life, I, I know there are have been multiple times where like I've been in the middle of a crazy busy week. I'm, you know, maybe my, the ministry I'm working at now is, you know, as you know, has been in craziness. There's craziness in family and we got a Friday morning meeting here, right? <laughs> I don't feel like going, right? Is that what you're going to say? The first thing I'm going to say is I don't think I can do that this week. And, I, and so what I've taught myself literally is no, you can't not do that this of all weeks. You need to be in that group this week, Bruce, because you need you need you need to go back to that place where you're going to be spoken into, sharpened by other men, so that you can go back out and keep laying your life on the line. Yeah, a lot of men are just agree. have bought this, and I think this is another thing the Christian Church has taught men to be is just be this guy that's going to lay down no matter what. You know what I mean? We, they've taken this self-sacrifice message and 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 turned it into Christian nice guyism, where we're just we're going to do whatever people want to do. We're going to do whatever the woman wants us to do. We're not going to upset anybody. We're not going to. And and what that turns out is, as now you have no principles, you have no grounding as a man, and you're not a, you're not acting as a man anymore. You're, you're not going to take that out into the world. 
that's limp manhood. Yeah. Could not be too graphic. Oh my goodness, that's so good. And it's painful. It is. It's, in, it's incongruent with who you are at your core. You got to take care of yourself as a man. And, 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 and there's something about the residual benefits of men getting together and uh, catalyzing each other, uh, fighting for each other's dreams and yeah. callings, speaking into it, and just giving the Holy Spirit a chance. Yeah. When men get around a table, if their hearts are right, the Holy Spirit's there. Mm. The Lord is there. Yeah. And he'll speak. I remember C.S. Lewis saying something, uh, and I can't remember the exact quote, but he, he said something effective. There is no sound that he liked, and I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering this, there's no sound he liked better than a group of men laughing together. That was something that ministered to him, and I think uh, C.S. Lewis really, you know, one of my personal heroes. Probably felt a strength in that. Yeah, strength, and I think the, the joy... I don't know. There's so many places you can go off on this path. I mean, you we keep, need, yeah. You, you can end up taking yourself too seriously as well. You know what I mean? For as, sure. As a man, you know, I'm, you know, you get so uptight and your <laughs> cheeks are clenched and you're, you know, you're just so stiff that you never laugh. Um, yeah. So you I mean, we need women to laugh together and we have that yeah. probably more readily than we do men, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're more, they tend to be naturally more relational Absolutely. and more bonding and stuff. But um, C.S. Lewis is saying that, that he, he, he's, he's kind of highlighting that we need men to do that. I like what Ed Cole said. He's with the Lord now, but he had a men's ministry that was pretty powerful nationally. And he said, when men stand up, and he means together, when men stand up, the devil sits down. Ooh, I love that. Tony Evans has a line in one of his book, a long line that he's like, I think in his book, Kingdom Man, he says, you know, you should be the type of guy that when he when you get up in the morning, the devil goes, oh, crap, he's up, you know? He, oh, no. Oh, no. That dude's up out and, of bed. And, you know, it's like Baker Mayfield, if you follow American football, it's like I felt dangerous this morning when thing, I woke yeah. up. We need that every day. We do. We, we need to feel that, that sense of power appropriately expressed, of course. Absolutely. Uh, Christ-like way. Yeah. Hey, can we pull away for just a moment and then we'll get right back to the balance of this conversation. Are you getting the Kingdom Brew newsletter yet? And if not, may I ask, why not? It's the only newsletter that um, never gains weight and stays in summer shape all year long. Okay, that's absurd. That's absurd. But I'd really like for you to consider subscribing and being notified when new episodes go live. Plus, we have content in that newsletter that helps us to, uh, we're all seeking to quest and to level up with our Christ following. You can sign up for the e-letter to keep you updated about new things and resourcing from Jesus Smart. What's it all about? It's all about you and me and our world going above and beyond as an apprentice of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. You can check it out at jesussmart.com slash newsletter, jesussmart.com slash newsletter. I mean, Christ is not just a nice guy, is he? Uh, no, I mean, he's not he a is, Hallmark dude, no, is he? No, he is the, archi- he's the <laughs> ultimate archetypal man, right? So, I mean, he's loving, he's self-sacrificial, he, he, he's fun, he's wild, but he's not, not I, don't, I don't think he's nice. He certainly didn't deviate from his calling, right? I mean, when the Pharisees tried to, or Sadducees or anybody came to him and tried to question him and grill him, 
Uh, you know, he's like, that's not what I'm about. You know, that's uh, yeah. Um, everybody loves to cite the temple, the cleaning out of the temple, because it was his one kind of violent act. I, I don't, I don't know what I think about that, but, and I think maybe something else we can say to the guys listening is you, you need to be a healthy male. You need to be fathered. You need to be fathered ultimately by God. Ultimately by God mediated also through other men, right? I just heard someone say recently that the born-again, I mean, among other things, the born-again experience is being refathered. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. So if a father's role, and we talked a little bit about this before we got started, so a mother's role really is to give, to give a child a sense of being, safety, a sense of that they exist and they ought to exist. Belonging. That's the mother's role. Yeah. The father's role is to call up into maturity. And think about that in the Christian context of God. Yeah. There's so much language in the New Testament about maturity in Christ, right? And so where do we get that? We get that by being fathered by God. So he, a lot of people are afraid of this, but he disciplines us, means he, sha- he disciples sure. us, he shapes us. Exhorts, challenges coaches, hard coaching at times. Come on, we need to be fathered. And so what I'm hearing, Bruce, and you, you help me, what I'm hearing through your the streams of content that you're speaking about today and, and what you're writing about and brucecolbert.com, s- sign up for his weekly Sage, what do you call it, the Sage, Sage newsletter? Sage Okay, sign up for that. That comes to you weekly in your inbox. I'm signed up. The friends I know in our group are signed up. And you can also read it on his site, the archived issues. You're dropping some stuff there that is, you know, some heavy. Thank you. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's challenging. And, and, and it, it, it's calling forth masculinity. Okay, but saying all that, you're, I'm saying that the church, is the church, we'll, we'll, we'll close with this, Bruce, but is the church being... I mean, I mean, at one time the Apostle Paul said he spoke in the language of a mother nurturing his, right. his uh, but is the church being too much of that? It, it, it's, it's the feeding, the caregiving, the nurturing, the enfolding, you belong here, but do we, does the church need to be more fatherly? Yeah, I, yes. And so I, I, I probably should clarify to say that we absolutely need that. I'll say two things as a caveat. Number one, we need that. We need we need women, right? We need that mothering, nurturing spirit. We absolutely have to have that. We have the same kind of disaster if we don't have that. And and we're not saying that. It's like either. two polar. It is. two poles. Polar opposite. Polar yeah. influence. Yeah. The woman, the man. Yes. The image of God and woman and man right. together in the family. It starts there. And it's not to say either that a man can never be nurturing. We're not trying to, that would be ridiculous. Or that a woman could never call somebody to maturity. My wife, my, my wife has called me to maturity plenty of times, and I thank God for that. You know? <laughs> I've seen my, my wife rise up as a warrior once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it looks so, you know, a king and a queen. King and the queen, they both rule, right? But they're gonna, they're the way they rule is gonna look very different. There's a synergy there, and absolutely, if we get unbalanced in either direction, we're in trouble. But you're saying that you're seeing a negligence on the. If, if we're gonna talk those two poles, yeah, you're seeing a negligence on the masculine pole, absolutely. the fatherly pole, not the feminine not or the, the motherly feminine. pole. Right. 
And that's what you're calling men to. It, it is. And you're saying if they can't find it now, don't wait too long. Add some other layers of association Got and to. relationship, some new wineskin ways of connecting and... Ask, you know, I would, and, if get I was into, a, and get into your game. Yeah. If I was just sitting across from somebody, I would say, if you're in a place where you're feeling as a man just absolutely desperate and you're really serious, like I, I, you can't find it in your church, you can't, you know, I would, I would do two things. You know, I would go to God first and I would say, call on God, ask God for a friend or hire a coach, somebody who's well equipped. Connect me. Um, if you if you're not finding it in the church, by all means, if you can find, and I would I would I would also say to a man, you know, find a guy that's older than you, hopefully significantly. Like the ideal mentor for me would probably, you know, I'm 51. I would I would look for a 70 year old guy, somebody that's further in the life cycle. Further than you in the life cycle. Is, I think uh, it's interesting as as men. I think we have those who are like little brothers to us. Yeah. Uh, we have those who are like you know maybe just. Peers past that, I would look like to a seven. If I could find a seven-year-old guy, which I don't have in my life right now, like that sage. would be the ideal to me to say, "Hey, I want somebody that's walked the whole way faithfully and in integrity." And if I can't find him, may, you know, maybe hire somebody to do that. I hope yeah. that wasn't too far off topic. Ask but. the Holy Spirit to connect you. You know, the Holy Spirit says the, the Scripture says that the Holy Spirit has set the members in the body as He has desired. So ask for that setting that connectivity and somebody said it's always stuck with me a friend told me years ago i I don't know if it was original with him but here it is kingdom currency runs on kingdom connections yeah and if you don't if if you're not wired enough you're not going to get the current that you need i agree wow i agree well i just felt something on that right there but yeah Now, you coach, too, right? You mentioned find somebody to help you. Like you, you, you said, if somebody was sitting across from me, I mean, you actually do that or yeah. you will be doing that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done it informally some, but, you know, just recently started to and put And that, that can be done there. virtually as well as uh, locally if, if, if there's local Absolutely. availability. Yeah. And, and I would say if somebody reach out to me, you know, let's just have a conversation about it. I'm not going to hard sell anybody on coaching. I'm just let's just have a let's have an hour conversation as brothers. And, and see where it goes and make sure God says that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so they can reach out to you at brucecolbert.com. Is, yep. is there a specific email that's your best? Or just uh, go to the site for the contact uh, yeah, tab? Just, just uh, go to the site. Um, okay. Yep. We need to talk more. I know there's more we can talk about. The seven archetypes of man that we see in Genesis. And maybe we can do that another time. Sure. Focus on that. And uh, do you have a book uh, potentially percolating on that theme? Yeah. So there's... I. Uh, uh, seven, seven archetypes of God's man. You got a book in seminal form, don't you? Done a little bit of writing on it. It's not there yet, but um, I might be sending out something this week on that. So okay, good, good. Yep. Check check your inbox, man. There's a little, little little fire on those particular emails that come in. I appreciate you, Bruce. Listen, why don't you pray for us as men? Would you? Yep. Just for a moment, yep. and ask uh, that the Holy Spirit would actually help us connect us and uh, show us a pathway forward. Yep. Yeah, so join me in this prayer, Father. We we do not call uh, on your name lightly, but we call on you as Father today. We need to be fathered by you, by your Spirit. We, we, we need to be shaped by you. We need to be discipled. We need to be disciplined by you. And Lord, we more than ever, I feel like we need that um, mediated by other men in our lives. Yeah, who, connect who us, get Lord. That, who, uh, so Lord, for those who are uh, listening, for myself, 
for Brian, for everybody. Lord, send us older men that are a, a, a little bit advanced stage in life than us who can who can mediate that fatherly presence. Send us brothers. Send us older brothers, same age brothers, maybe a little bit younger brothers that we can fellowship with and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Lord, we it's it's time, Lord. It's time for uh, the masculine to be fully and appropriately expressed within your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray for a host of men, an army of men to be raised up. Uh, Lord, who who would be who would be kings, second in command kings. Mm-hmm. who will rule their sphere of influence, who will multiply, who will multiply resources. We need men who will bless a room just by walking into it, Lord, with their presence. Thank you, Lord. And uh, that the power, Lord, I just keep thinking about how all of these masculine principles are just amplified when your spirit is on them, when your spirit is flowing through them. Mm-hmm. Lord, we can't do it alone. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we need your lead. And we agree with Bruce and pray for just a full-spectrum expression of the image of God in the earth, not a truncated expression, not a limited one, but a full expression of your image through female and through male. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Bruce, I so appreciate this. I know this is a life message with you. I know there's likely a price you've paid, you know, to carry it um, through personal processing as well as uh, maybe, you know, some resistance to plow through. But, um, yeah, man, keep going, and we'll keep talking and keep praying, right? All right. I appreciate you, brother. You're a gifted podcaster, and thank you for uh, having me on today. Thanks for coming on today. I I think people are going to enjoy this. Bruce Colbert is all about men reclaiming their power, acquiring wisdom, and generating good. Dallas Willard said that discipleship is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. Becoming an apprentice of Christ, an apprentice of his kingdom, developing through the process of discipleship. And that happens through peer relationships, mentoring relationships. We we have both protégés and mentors and discipleship is a key core dynamic of Jesus' activity in the world. Thanks, Bruce, for this great information and inspiration. BruceColbert.com. Sign up for his newsletter, Sage for Kings newsletter. It's strong stuff. You'll like it, men. I appreciate you listening to the episode today. Share this with someone, would you? Maybe a son, a nephew, a brother, a father, a friend, uh, a leader, a business person. Share these two episodes with them if you would and give them the chance to hear what Bruce is saying. Maybe connect with what Bruce is, uh, his work moving forward. Remember, Jesus knows how everything works best, including maleness and femaleness. And we will catch you next time.